Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a special Sunday edition of the Steelers Preview Podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me, as always, is... Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. Dave, what's going on? Not much. I'm just sorry if you heard that a little <laughs> bit. I'm, I'm checking out because you're, you're trying something new here. Yeah. And I wanted to see if it worked, and uh, it's working. Very, very good. It is yeah. working. You're all right. Yes. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. How are hey, you? Hey, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm more worried about, I'm more worried about um, us getting out there. With uh, various different things, so all there right. you go. Good. Well, let me let, let, before we bring Brian in. Let me explain. So we've always just done this show on YouTube, and so what we've done now is we decided to connect it to other platforms as well. And so this time we've connected to our Facebook page, which is the official Behind the Steel Curtain Facebook page, which has over a hundred and three thousand likes, I believe, or something like that. So those of us that are in the YouTube realm, you're going to see a lot of new comments, and you know it's we're eventually going to go into our Twitter page as well. So that's what Dave's referring to as something a little new. If you don't follow us on Facebook, make sure you do go to Behind the Steel Curtain and follow our page. Brian Anthony Davis, podcast producer, what's going on? This is awesome. We've got Christian, T-Rell, Nancy, Maurice, Tessie. They are in. This They're is a whole new out. level of distraction for Brian. Yes. This is- oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think I just learned something. Uh-oh. We get to... we. Us, as the podcasters, we get to see the comments from both Facebook yeah. and YouTube. But it's, I understand this right with because uh, I'm watching on two different devices that the YouTube comments are only on YouTube oh, and the Facebook perfect. comments are only on Facebook. So That's when we perfect. click one to bring up, people might not see it otherwise. Well, it's perfect so this is because interesting. 
my wife and I, this is not to get on a side spiel here, but my wife and I, whenever we have like friends uh, and we try to merge friend groups, you're always concerned, you know, like you're concerned that the two friend groups aren't going to get along. I honestly was concerned. The YouTube group is such a close, <laughs> the YouTube group is such a close knit group. I'm, I was afraid that they were like, who are all these Facebook people? What are they doing here? But as it turns out, that's awesome. Good to know, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. You know, if you're new to us on Facebook and you've never checked us out before, the live chat is so awesome because yes. we are one huge family here. And it's, you know, people that we see every single week. And we're glad to welcome you into our family. Absolutely. Well, let's get this show off. This is about the Steelers and they're getting ready to play the Washington football team on Monday evening. I've determined that 5 p.m. is considered evening, not afternoon. Pre-evening. So, pre- <laughs> it's pre-evening. There you go. <laughs> We have a lot of news to talk about here, guys. A lot of news, believe it or not. So the Steelers did not clinch a playoff berth by not winning or not playing today because the Indianapolis Colts, they beat the Texans. The Las Vegas Raiders barely, barely beat the Jets. And the Miami Dolphins beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So those one of those three teams in the Browns, I believe, if the Browns would have lost, they also would have it would have equated in a no, punch, it was, right, Dave? It was the Dolphins. Okay. The right. Browns losing would have added to where, if a bunch of other things happened, the Steelers could have clinched the North. The North, okay. But that was a whole different scenario. Right. So the Steelers did not clinch a playoff berth without playing, but if they do win on Monday night, they clinch a playoff berth. So let's keep all things considered. But let's talk about the real news here. The real news is the Steelers roster is, in a lot of ways, not in shambles, but it's definitely up for grabs in certain spots. First and foremost, the most important news, Ben Roethlisberger is slated to be playing. Brian, did you ever think that Ben wasn't going to play this week? I didn't. I really thought he was going to play, but then it starts creeping in and you start watching it more and more. You're worrying that there's something that can happen that Mason Rudolph's in there. And all of a sudden, you know, 11 and 0 looks a lot closer to starting over. Dave, what about you? Did you ever think Ben wasn't going to play? Nope. Didn't have any doubt. Put that on Twitter. Took a little bit of heat for it because of that. But where I said, come on. I mean, this is exactly what happened when he did when he wasn't able to practice against the Cincinnati Bengals. That he did the walkthrough and then he still played. So it's not like they're in uncharted territory of Ben not practicing. On a normal week, Ben does not practice until Thursday. Four days removed from a game. When's four days removed from last game? Sunday. That's why he didn't do anything until Sunday. He already showed that he could he could play well without a practice when that was forced on him earlier. And they're probably thinking we're better off having a rested Ben than a practiced Ben. And people that were saying, well, they say he's questionable because they had to, because he didn't practice in any of their three injury reports. You got to say something. And they took away the probable status a couple of years ago, which Jeff had to remind me of um, earlier in the season because I couldn't remember which one was gone. So I I think he would have been probable if they were allowed to say that. But because he didn't practice at all, they had to put something. And then people asked the question, well, why did it say not injury related slash knee? They just kept the same designation from last week because he started off the week not injury-related, and then he didn't play another day, and they said, well, let's throw in slash knee, and then they just kept it. I I think they're screwing around with the NFL more than anything, but yeah, Ben was going to play. To me, this goes back to 2016. If you all remember, in the AFC Championship game against New England, Le'Veon Bell got hurt, and it was his what? It was his groin. 
He hurt his groin. And they said, oh, this is an injury he's dealt with for weeks. And was he ever listed on any injury report for it? No. And I'm pretty sure the Steelers got fined for that. I could be wrong, but I'm, I at least know that the NFL, Brian, you're shaking your head, they, they did get fined I for believe it. they did, yes. So what they're doing now is kind of New England Patriot-esque. We're giving Ben the week off, so we're just going to put a slash knee on there because back in Dallas, he left the game early because of the knees. And so we'll just say it's a knee because we have to give him something so that if he doesn't practice. And then I also do believe that if they don't practice, you have to give him some type of designation like Dave said. So I, you know, I was getting texts from people. Is Ben going to play? I'm with Dave. I thought for sure he was going to play the whole time. I would have been absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned if he didn't play. Now there's other injury news. Chris Boswell. He was listed as questionable with a hip. Now he's been downgraded to doubtful. They might as well just say he's out. He's not going to play. They've he's never had a doubtful person actually play in the game. And how many years now is it, Jeff? It's it's at least three. I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's been a long. Maybe time. They, longer. It's yeah. been as long as I've been with BTSC. Well, they, they don't even never had a doubtful. Rarely person. do they have a doubtful ever. Like you yeah. said, I mean, it's they always questionable. You're out. Yeah. So with this. It looks like Matthew Wright, I think I got his name correct, is going to be the kicker. I think this is the right call. And I said this on the Injury Report podcast last week when Boswell popped up on the Injury Report with a with a hip. I said, I would want Matthew Wright kicking even if Boswell thinks he's okay. Because as a kicker, the one thing you don't want to have happen is in the middle of a game, you it gets worse or you're unable to kick, and then you're really screwed. And you have nothing. So I'd rather go with a healthy kicker. Brian, what's your take on Matthew Wright? I know you love your kickers. What's your take on his his body of work? <laughs> well, I was looking up the Central Florida grad's middle name, and I haven't found it yet. As long as it's not wide. If it's Matthew Wright, we're in trouble. trouble. Oh, so, so I haven't found anything yet. It looks like he may be wearing number 16 or in camp. He wore 16. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter what he wears. As long as he's focused and ready go, ready to go. Yeah, I love my kickers. I love giving nicknames to my kickers. I love Boz. I love Merry Christmas, Chris Brown. I love those names for these guys. Um, but really, with uh, with Matthew Wright, let's hope that there's uh, it's Matthew Wright on. That's all I'm looking for. And you know what? I think he's going to be ready for this game. I remember back in week five in 2015, Brought in this guy from Rice. It's Chris Boswell. Nobody knows anything about him. Fourth kicker of the year because you went through uh, um, Garrett Hartley. Sean Sweezum got Sweezum, hurt. Yeah. And then uh, the guy, uh, Scoby. Scoby debacle. debacle. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the fourth guy comes in in week five. And you're like, who is this guy? Everybody's worried because they don't know anything about this guy. And next thing you know, he's... He's great almost every single year. 18 was rough for him, and we think there was an injury back then. So I believe that Matthew Wright will come in focused and ready and wanting to show off what he's got. Yeah, it was just a couple years ago, wasn't it, that Boswell missed a game? Uh, it was for something. That's when they brought in Randy Bullock, I believe. Yeah. And he kicked a game for him. And, and then played well. Yeah. And that's why Cincinnati. He, he got a job with him. Cincinnati he's and there. he's still there. So Matthew Wright is going to be determined to do to do well. There's still a need for kickers in this league. I mean, you see some of these kickers. Like, how are they still employed in the National Football League? Go ahead, Brian. That was 2016. I believe it was um at the New York Giants. Or no, it was at home against the New York Giants. Yeah. And Bollock uh came in, played really well. And like you said, he landed a job and he's still there. 
yeah. So a little motivation there for Mr. Wright. Hopefully not wide, right? <laughs> uh, super chat from Kyle Smith, $5. Thank you very much. He said, did you hear what Cowherd said this week? He sounded personally offended by the Steelers being 11 and 0. Maybe a Steeler had a 2 a.m. rendezvous with his ex-wife. <laughs> I will get to Mr. Cowherd's uh, take here in a little bit. I want to get through this news, but at the same time, um, hey, this is right up your alley, Brian. I'll put this up there. Just a fan says, Oh, sorry. That was the wrong one. Just a fan oh. says, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> That's I, I right up your that. alley. And That's I was right laughing because I was about to bring up right before I saw that I was about to bring up a Ben Roethlisberger was in a music video right after they won the Super Bowl. It was by a local country band. And it's like, I might not be Mr. Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. <laughs> That's good. That sounds like me. your theme song. There, <laughs> yes. <bad. laughs> All right. Hey, Brian. Brian, you got a job now. Uh, Snowman puts five dollars in the tip jar. Thank you very much. He said, "Any stats on Matthew Wright?" I don't think he's ever played in the league. Not in he? the NFL. I will. I'll, I'll see what I can do and see if I can get some college stats here before the the end of this half a show. Okay. All right. So let's go to some other news. James Conner is eligible to be taken off the reserve COVID list, but is being reported by Adam Schefter and a couple others that he is not likely to play on Monday. Steven Nelson, cornerback, is dealing with a knee injury, a knee injury that is not serious enough that they had to put him on short-term IR, but serious enough that they had to have an MRI taken on Thursday. Take that for what it's worth. He's not likely to play, and they're going to put Cam Sutton out there. Now, guys, my question for you, and I've talked about this a lot on my injury report podcast and things like that. For the first time in a long time, the Steelers actually have options at cornerback. They actually have some depth there. So if you were sculpting the plan for Keith Butler, we know Cam Sutton's going to start on the outside. Four-year veteran, that makes sense. But when they go into their dime package, their sub package, that's where Cam Sutton normally goes in and does his role of the dime package. In the dime, do you think they stick with Sutton on the outside and move Lane to the dime package role, or do they put Lane on the outside and move Sutton back to his normal spot? Brian, what do you think they'll do? It all goes down to if there's a guy that they just aren't sure about. I'm pretty sure that they know everything that they've got in a guy like Cam Sutton. I think they love Cam Sutton. I think they have no reservations putting him in whatsoever. If they have any reservations about Justin Lane, then they'll go ahead and put Lane in on that spot and in the dime move over Cam Sutton. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they trust both of these guys. Yeah, I think so too. Dave, what do you think about how they're going to use their sub packages with Nelson assumingly being out? Yeah, it, the whole. I was also looking up the stats, so I could say Seattle has two losses, but they had another one today. So what are they down to? Four now? Um, it's going to, they're still going to use Cam, Cam Sutton in his sub package role. He, like like you said, Justin Lane's going to come in, I think, on the outside, and Sutton's going to be in there. But when they're in base, it's going to be Sutton staying in there. Much like we said with um, when with Stefan Tuitt being out last week, what they were going to do with Alawalu, that he'll be in his position when it's base defense, but he would probably stay out more as the other defensive tackle whenever they went to sub package. So it's you know one of those things where he's going to be on the field more, but it doesn't mean that he's not going to be in there in the role that he had been in the past. Yeah. That's just my take. I think so. I, the less moving parts I think is, is best. So if Sutton is comfortable in the dime spot, Lane has played in that role. He's come in and played on the outside. I think he'll do just fine. Um, 
But this Washington football team is a talented group. We're going to talk about that in certain areas. But last news is that Stefan Tuitt has been taken off the reserve COVID list. He will be back on Monday. I think that is absolutely huge in this mm-hmm. game, especially on short rest and now without Bud Dupree. Guys, on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being this is gigantic, 1 being doesn't matter at all. How do you rate Tuitt coming back in terms of that scale? Brian, we'll start with you. 91. <laughs> 91. <laughs> I love it. Huge. Yes. 91. It's absolutely no. huge. Yeah. And, and and Brian's right, because not only that, not only is he coming back, you know, that you want to take that. I mean, think about it. Who Who's the top three leaders in sacks for the Steelers? TJ Watt, number one. Bud Dupree, number two. Stefan Tuitt, number three. Getting him back with no more Bud Dupree is very key. And not only that, yes, the Steelers are on short rest, but not step onto it because he did not play on Wednesday. He should be rested and ready to roll. Two, it's a big deal. Like I said, I, I'd say it's a nine or a 91, as Brian said. <laughs> so either way, um, here's my next question for you guys. So we're kind of getting away from the news. I'm looking at, I, I was getting my stuff together for the Let's Ride podcast, which by the way, if you're seeing us on Facebook and you're like, what are they talking about with these podcasts? Check out our podcast platform, anywhere where you get your podcast. Literally search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, follow us. We have a lot of content that's not just here on YouTube. It's also just audio studio-based shows. So my Let's Ride podcast is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I look up all these stats about the teams and rankings and stuff. Would you all say that this Washington defense is the best defense that they've played so far this season? Just listen to these numbers as of now. They're the Washington defense in terms of – this is heading into Week 13, obviously. In terms of yards, average per game, fourth. Passing yards per game, second. Rushing yards per game, 15th. Points per game, seventh. Guys, is this the best defense the Steelers offense is going to go against? I kind of looked at the schedule. (laughs) Maybe outside of Baltimore twice. I think it is. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, because I also talked about it on my Stat Geek podcast on Thursday when I broke all these down. That was a long time ago, Dave. I know. Well, (laughs) yeah, but but, but still. I I know. When you look at pass defense – the Steelers are up to the number one pass defense with Washington being two. I mean, you don't get any closer than, than these two teams. They are very evenly matched on defense. But it's when you get into those other key statistics that I also like to cover on that show is where you see some big separation. I mean, even in sacks, they're really close. You know, everyone, if you're a Steelers fan, unless you're coming out from underneath the rock, Steelers are number one in the NFL in sacks. Oh, really? Washington is tied for second. Yes. They're tied for second. Now, they're five behind, but they're tied for second going into this week. We don't, we don't count Sunday's games yet because they right. just don't count. All right. What about you, Brian? Is this the best defense the Steelers have faced so far this year? Yes, it is. But here's the thing, though, that we really need to look at here. And it's a good thing because if you look at all of these categories – Washington only beats Pittsburgh in one of the top eight categories, and that's pretty much rushing offense where they rank 19th and Pittsburgh ranks 25th. Now, the reason I'm saying that is we know how the Steelers like to circumvent the running game by working on those quick passes. And that's something that could really help take that running game, that the fact that they are 15th against the run, that's probably their lowest category. And that's going to help. So the Steelers can still try to run the ball, but they have something that they can go ahead and do. And we know that's something that they do. But the one category that's not on here, you mentioned that they're third in sacks. However, 
Pittsburgh is number one, I believe, in allowing sacks. They have kept Ben Roethlisberger clean for the last four games. They only have he's only been sacked ten times this season, and there's been eleven games. So that's less than one sack a game. That is huge, and it's how many times that I don't have this stat. Jeff, I mean, excuse me, Dave, this is something that you could check out for me. How many times has Alex Smith and company, including Dwayne Haskins, how many times have they been sacked? Oh, oh I, I got it right, I here, got it right here. 35. Okay. 35, tied for 29th in the NFL. 35 times. So that Great. means only two teams going into this week had more sacks given up, one of which was Philadelphia. And I can't, who was the other one? You remember who the other one was? I don't remember who the other one was. So Philly. Yeah. Nine out of ten big categories, the Steelers mm-hmm. lead here. So that's that's pretty huge. And I'm looking at this as you know, every category. If Washington's good, Pittsburgh's one or two better. So that's something to look at. But the one thing that's not on here, motivation is even bigger this week. The Giants won. So the Giants are now they're still. A game and a five half. and seven. <laughs> yeah, so the Giants are five and seven. If Washington wins, they are still the second place team. And I didn't realize that Dave thankfully corrected me this week because I was thinking they were tied for first. Giants have beat them twice. That's yes. why. And so that's why I'm glad you corrected me on that. But the thing about it, as far as motivation, I keep talking about that chip on the Steelers' shoulder. It is not a chocolate chip. It's not a tortilla chip. It's a giant boulder of a chip on that shoulder. And when you have, and you've mentioned Cowherd and uh, everything, everybody in the national media, fans, people at work, everybody's saying that they might be 11-0, but they're not that good. You think they're not hearing it? You think that's not a major category here? And when their head coach comes and says, us sucking is the reason why we had problems here and there and everywhere, well, you know what it does? If they don't listen to that, then they're crazy. If they don't think the finger's been pointing at them, they're they're not doing their jobs. They have more pride than that. That's the category that I'm looking at. This is a great defense to go back to the original question, but the Steelers will be able to handle it if they listen to their coach and they hear that outside noise, but then drown it out when it's time to play and just get down to business. When I was looking at the stats for this game, you know, honestly, I, I asked myself, how is this team four and seven? This de- the defensive statistics are really good, but there's one area where they're all they're really lagging, and that is turnover differential. <laughs> you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is plus twelve, the top team in the NFL, plus twelve in turnover differential. Washington is minus, minus five, five, minus five. So they're not taking the ball away, and they're not really protecting the ball. Um, and then we also have to remember too, they they went through some really bad quarterback play when Dwayne Haskins started for him. And then who was the guy that played in between before he heard him? He got hurt. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was with Rivera last yeah. year. Yeah. I think they would have been better at better off with another D Haskins. That's uh, Mr. Haskins, <laughs> Mr. Belding. Who stayed by the bell. I think, I think I that feel like, I feel like you brought Mr. Belding up like in at least three episodes. I don't know how that's even possible. Love me some Saved by the Bell from way All back. right, let's get to the next topic. A lot of people have actually talked about this in the live chat, uh, both on Facebook and on YouTube. Guys, the running game for the Steelers. Is, is, are we at the point now where you just say, screw it, and we're just going to we're just going to go with what works. And what works right now is you spread them out and you say, 
We're going to get the ball out of Ben's hands so fast. You're not going to be able to get to us. So the 36 sacks that Washington has accrued, good luck because you're not going to be able to get to Ben in time. And then do you have the secondary to slow down all of the weapons? Do we, are we at the point where it's literally just, why are we even trying to run the ball anymore? Let's just be a passing team and we'll throw it when we have to throw when we, we'll run it when we have to run it. I don't even know if they're capable of that because I don't think they can run it whenever they just want to run it because they can't run it on third or fourth and one and get the yard. Dave, talk to me. You're an offensive line guy. What the heck's going on and what should the philosophy be going into this game? The philosophy is, I, I, I think you're mostly right. The biggest problem that they have with running the ball, and I've said it for mm, season and a half now, they <laughs> predicted the other the other team always knows when you're running the ball. Yep. You tell them you're running the ball before you run the ball. And when you do that, guess what they're going to try to do? Stop you from running the ball. So the best way for the Steelers to run the ball is to come out. I mean, if if that's what they choose to do, I'm not saying it's the best way. That's probably I, I spoke too soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. If the Steelers want to come out and just quick throw, quick throw, quick throw, take a shot, quick throw, quick throw. And then out of the same formations and everything, sneak in a run. How much you want to bet that that run's going to be efficient? They either need to, I mean, do I mean even when they kind of set up that they're going to run the ball, they still don't necessarily even run the ball in a way that's that's conducive to their own running backs and their own linemen. So it's like they just don't seem like they're on the same page when it comes to having to figure out what they're doing running the ball. So if that's the case, one of the best things, you know, they say you got you can you can use the run to set up the pass. Well, you can also use the pass to set up the run and the only reason that you do that is because you you're you sneak it in there every so often that the team might not be ready for it. But I I just Every, how many times do we, just as fans watching the team, oh, so-and-so's there, you see the formation, you see the personnel, you know they're running, and most of the time you even know where they're running. So yeah. that's the biggest problem. What about you, Brian? What are your thoughts on the running game? About 25 years ago, I joined a bowling league, and what happened was I was a pretty good bowler. My first time with this team, this old Harbs of a guy, came up to me and said, oh, you can't throw it that way. You're throwing it awkward. You've got to do it this way. By the end of the night, I could not move my arm because he wanted a cookie cutter me. He wanted me to move to what worked for him and what should work for everybody else. But I couldn't do it, and my game was horrible. I couldn't, Like I said, I couldn't even roll the bowling ball. So why am I saying that? And I see Jeff getting ready to laugh like crazy. <laughs> Look, after a while, what you're supposed to be doing, if it's not working for you, and the thing that you figured out how to do, whether it's unorthodox or whether it only works for you, and but it's against conventional wisdom, and if it's working, you just do it, and you keep up with it. You might go back and try it every once in a while here and there. You might get some success with it, but if this is working for the Steelers, keep it going. You know, you're going to get more strikes that way. And when I say strikes, I'm talking touchdown strikes. The one thing I, I wish the Steelers would do more often, I'm okay with spreading them out, but you have I'd like them to have a back next to Ben a little bit more. Because when you have a back next to him, you have the threat of a run, whether it's a draw, whether it's a screen, whether it's a swing pass. And this is something I said it on our post-game podcast on Wednesday night after the Ravens game when 
blowhard Chris Collinsworth said it. I was like, man, he's actually right. I can't believe it. Yeah, I said that about Chris Collinsworth, oh. Brian. He's horrible. Anyways, <laughs> I love uh, <laughs> He said that the, the Steelers would like Anthony McFarlane to be like a Le'Veon Bell type, someone that can play out of the backfield, catches the ball well, good in space. And I went back to 2014, 2015, and even 2016, the, the prime of Le'Veon Bell's career. How many times did we see those little slip passes out into the flat when he would just break contain and then gone for 15 yards? They can still do that. They could do that if they, but when you go empty, that's, that's as much, that's as, as predictable as, as Dave was uh, talking about the run game. You're there's no threat to run when you go five wide and you have an empty set. doesn't mean it's not going to be successful, but this is something I I'm anxious to see how the Steelers offense is going to evolve because it is going to evolve and maybe it does evolve into more of a pass happy attack. So be it. it. To me, this is a results based industry. <laughs> if the results are good and you're winning football games, then why buck the trend? But if you're struggling, then you need to reevaluate. Now, Mike Tomlin did say that they're looking to really emphasize the running game. I would expect them to come out and really try to run the ball on Monday night. Do I agree with that? No, I don't, but that's what they're going to do. You can, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brian, you were the one that thought of the headline for this episode. So I want to talk about this before we actually head into our first break for those that are watching on YouTube or Facebook. We're not going anywhere. It's just for audio purposes. Go ahead and introduce this segment here and we'll talk about it for our break. So why the Steelers may be a perfect team for an imperfect year. The reason I brought that up and I was thinking about that, this is the weirdest year that most of us have ever experienced. If you have had more of a tumultuous year in the past, then I feel sorry for you. And and uh, I, I hope you're making the most out of this year. What the Steelers are doing, this is an imperfect year. Everybody is talking. We talked about the cowherds of the world. We talked about your buddies at work and everybody's that's saying that this team is not very good for an 11-0 team. They haven't played anybody is what they're saying, that they're dropping passes. They can't run the ball. They're terrible. But maybe, just maybe, that this team that's unorthodox, like my bowling story, that is not doing it the way that everybody else is supposed to do it, Maybe the fact that they're not a cookie cutter team, they're not the team that everybody expects the 11 and 0 team to be, but maybe they're just perfect for an imperfect 2020. That's a good point. Dave, what do you think about that? The imperfect 2020, I think, is a good way to put it just in general. But uh, it's interesting because I, I had a right, right when their game was getting started today, I, I checked in with. Uh, one of my friends who's a Tennessee Titans fan. Um, boy, they had a rough one today, didn't they? Right. But um, but he actually said, the Steelers need to actually beat somebody good. I'm like, did, did they get a choice? <laughs> oh, said, first of all, they already beat the Titans. Um, and he's like, well, that's the best team they've played. I'm like, you say that now, not after you got embarrassed and almost came back and made it quite interesting there with the Browns, but – but you got embarrassed by the Browns, you know. So that you can't say that the Browns don't win. Win. I say already right, say win. Sorry, win doesn't mean anything. But all the Steelers can do is play the teams they're scheduled to play. That's really all they can do. And that's and and what what do you want? Do you want a terrible loss on your resume like the Tennessee Titans have, where they lost to the to the two? Wait, I'm going to get it wrong. Is it two seven and one now? I think 
um, Cincinnati Bengals? Well, they lost. Uh, they're two. Because I, I I know the Bengals have a tie. Two nine so, and one. Is it two nine? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can't even remember. I can't get, even get the numbers right right now. But I mean, seriously, do you do you think would you feel better with the Steelers dropping a game like that? Everyone's complaining about them being being this, but but Brian's right. They're they're it's a it's a very strange year with everything going on, and people just are trying to discredit the Steelers as much as they can based on this, that, or the other. And they want to – everyone's all about the eye test. The last time I checked, the eye test doesn't mean squat in the NFL. It really doesn't. You need it in college football in order to, in order to, to get the right votes to be positioned right in order to play. Eye test doesn't matter. What matters is the wins and losses, and that's it. So – yeah, they're, they're, they're just figuring out a way and they're figuring out a way. And it's funny because the last few weeks, even like I know some people were, were a little bit nervous with Jacksonville at the beginning. I wasn't nervous with Jacksonville. Some people were getting a little bit more nervous. I've actually been more calm in recent weeks because I've just for something about this team just shows me that they keep finding a way. And that's what that's what you have to do in this 2020 season is you just got to find a way. And in this 2020 season, if we've learned anything is that it is literally a week-to-week league. Not just from a who could win and who could lose, but who are you going to have available to you? When are you going to play? Is your game going to get delayed? How many days is it going to get delayed? How many times is it going to get delayed? I mean, my gosh, we we literally saw this just last week with the, the Ravens. The Ravens were decimated by the, by the coronavirus and COVID-19. Other teams have been decimated. We know injuries are always common. in a In a year that is literally... You don't know what's going to happen every single week. The fact that the Steelers are 11 and 0, I think that's something you hang your hat on. That's not something you should have to justify. I've said it before on my own podcast. I'll say it again. I am done justifying wins for the Steelers. You go and you play the game and you win the game. Boom. You win by one, you win by 50. No one's going to look back at the, the 2020 regular season schedule and see a Steelers team that, oh, you know, the, look at this game in week 12, this Baltimore game. See that asterisk there? See the Ravens game got delayed because they had COVID issues. And so that win doesn't really count as much. No, no one's going to see that. It's just going to show up as a W. It might look weird as a Wednesday game, but it's just going to show up as a win. The Steelers are the perfect team in an imperfect year. I couldn't agree more. So what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next is we are going to take a short break. If you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. This is just for audio. If you're listening on our audio side, Go over to part two where we talk about X factors, predictions, and more. And your Matt Wright stats. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.